everyone and welcome to Two V's and a Pod with me, Izzy the Vegan. And me, Ben's Vegan Kitchen. In this podcast, we'll walk you through the landscape of veganism through the eyes of two pretty relatable day-to-day vegans. And over the series, we plan on discussing a wide range of topics that you may have pondered upon whilst being vegan, or even whilst deciding to take the step. We aim to bust the common myths associated with being vegan, as well as bring new ideas to the table. But we won't be doing this alone, oh no. Over the series, we'll be joined by a selection of amazing guests to offer their thoughts, wisdom and experiences. This week we're going to be discussing all things fast food. Those cheat meals we all love, whether it be on a stinking hangover or just as a lazy tasty meal. I am 100% here for vegan fast food. Whether it's a Friday night takeaway or in a restaurant during normal times, there are also so many options in the supermarkets now that we can have at home. And our aim this week is to show you that veganism isn't all about Buddha bowls and avo on toast. There are vegan alternatives for all of your fast food favourites. Also, later in the episode, we're going to be chatting to the joint director of plant-based pizza company One Planet Pizza about all things vegan pizza, a real personal favourite of ours. So, look, people think veganism is all about being healthy but whilst you can obviously be a very healthy vegan and a lot of respect to those people that work out seven times a week and eat avocado on toast as we said and you know all their fancy fancy buddha bowls let's be real me and you we're just normal people and we like fast food like everyone else yeah, 100%. It actually really does annoy me, the whole kind of stereotype. Um, all vegans are like really skinny and just eat raw organic food and you've got your smoothie bowls and you don't eat anything like chips or burgers or pizza or anything like that. And that just really annoys me, okay? And one thing I always say, as a joke, you know, you can always trust fast food vegans you know that they're in it for the animals no other reason um obviously i do like healthy food as well but i'm not a smoothie bowl vegan at all no it's all it's all it's all about that balance isn't it at the end of the day and i think you know we're we're a couple of weeks now into veganuary and this is the point that you know look people are going to be doing the new year new me i'm going to do veganuary to be healthy and there'll be a few weeks in and they'll be like oh you know what i'm absolutely craving something that's going to make me feel awful but it's going to taste amazing and there's just so many of these options you know in our fast uh, fast episode our first episode (laughs) we interviewed uh, matthew and jane of veganuary and they just brought out this vfc vegan fried chicken and it is amazing i tried it this last week i know you also tasted it what a great alternative, vegan fried chicken. Who'd have thought it? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what we want to really focus on this episode, showing you guys and chatting around all the amazing vegan fast food that's available. And yeah, it's not just lettuce, it's not just salad, it's not just kale. But I do find it funny, talking about the stereotype, obviously we share a lot of things on our um, Instagram pages of recipes and things like that. Whenever I put out anything which is unhealthy, I get a small group of people that are always really angry about it. I think because everyone thinks I've got a vegan page that they think I'm just supposed to post healthy things. Um, So for example, I posted the new Subway. So obviously for Veganery Subway, I've got this TLC, this amazing delicious sandwich. Honestly, it tastes so good. And had a lot of angry people commenting about it. Um, Fair enough, I know that the Subway bread cannot be legally classed as bread. It is called cake. Because of the amount of sugar. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's nice. It's so good and i'm going into that subway knowing that it's unhealthy knowing it's got loads of sugar in it but i'm not going into that subway every day and eating it for my lunch it's a one-off it's a treat and i enjoy it and that's fine and i really hate people that are 
commenting on it, you know, trying to make me feel bad and I shouldn't be posting stuff like that. It's it's like before being vegan, if you go to Burger King, KFC, McDonald's, um, Subway, Greg's, all these places six, seven times a week, you're going to end up fat as shit. And it's the same as being vegan. It's all about balance. It's about balancing your healthy lifestyle and the healthy alternatives with the vegan fast food. It's It, it shouldn't be more painstakingly obvious than that to me personally and i find you know the fact that you're getting you know people complaining that you're posting stuff piss off it's your page you eat whatever you want and you know it's just ridiculous if you were posting a you know a charcuterie board with pig and you know all of that stuff (laughs) i'd understand maybe a little bit of uh anger but surely not just for posting a subway come on it's 2020 no it's not it's 2021 Oh yeah, <laughs> we're in the wrong year. Yeah. But yeah, um, obviously, as you said, there is that fine line of not eating unhealthy all the time and not obviously marketing doing so either. And just being vegan, as we're saying, veganism does not equal healthy. It doesn't equal a diet. So a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm trying veganery to like, I want to lose weight. Veganism doesn't equal weight loss either. Veganism can be unhealthy for you. And I think that's something really important because I do think a lot of people do have this image of veganism as being super healthy smoothie bowls, as we keep on saying. But it's not. Like, a lot of fast food um, in the vegan world can actually be pretty bad for you as well. It contains a lot of sugar, preservatives... You know, you mentioned the seitan fried chicken. Seitan has a lot of wheat in it. So actually, it can can be quite bad for um, celiacs as well. Um, But they would just be staying clear of that anyway. Yeah, you can't can't be touching that. Um, It's like 100% gluten, which is not good. But on on the flip side, I've got to say, like, where credit is due, um, there's been so many products out this month, which has been amazing. And I've tried a few of them. And we tried this last couple of weeks, this vegan beef and chicken that Asda have just bought out. And yes, it's probably not as good for you as you know other things you know eating tofu or tempeh but the amount of protein in these products was huge there was about 30 to 40 grams of protein per 100 grams which i mean look at me i'm not a gym buff you can offset the unhealthiness with the healthiness and and granted i'm talking about something that isn't specifically a vegan fast food option but i'm talking about something that as a as a meat alternative you know people can consider it to be unhealthy because it's not what it's claiming to be it's not chicken and it's it's not beef um, but still super healthy at times not all fast food is terrible for you that's what I'm saying yeah I agree I think 100% I think there's lots of there's a different vegans out there so you've got your kind of organic raw vegan I think you've definitely got your fast food vegans which isn't necessarily healthy to be eating fast food all the time and we're not saying that is on this podcast um, and then I think you've got your foodie vegans which are a really good middle ground And I think Ben and I are probably in that category. So we like to have the healthy food, but we also like to dip into the the fast food every now and then. But yeah, no, it's an interesting one that there's there's definitely different types of vegan out there. So what is your favourite vegan fast food option let's let's go for the accessible ones not like you know maybe your local little cafe that does something ridiculous like (laughs) something that everyone can get what do you think especially you know this veganuary loads of new products have come out what are you going for i'm going to give you two so i'm going to give you the really accessible one but then i'm also going to shout out one which probably isn't accessible for everyone because it's near my location you can't order it like across the uk but it is amazing i'm definitely going to talk about that so accessible one it's got to be the Greg's sausage roll. Honestly, I cannot even explain to you how in love I am with their sausage rolls. Just so good, so cheap. 
I, I you probably will get two. I can't. I can never just get one. It's usually two. They um, do. They do the packs of like three now as well, yes. don't they? Or is it even five? I don't yeah. know. It's just oh, dangerous. They're so <laughs> dangerous and they're so good. When they first came out, my brother and I drove. Well, my brother drove me. I think it was about a half hour drive to some random one. We had to go on an A road <laughs> to get ourselves to this random Greg's um, to get these sausage rolls. And we took them home, reheated them up and had them on full on plates with ketchup and everything and chips. We went all out. <laughs> I remember when they came out, it was like the hype. It was ridiculous. It was like when the iPhone comes out and you had queues around every Greg's. And I was so annoyed because I kept going in the queue. And it wasn't until you got to the front where they'd be like, oh, sorry, we don't have any. Because that's what everyone was ordering, which is amazing. Like for me. Yeah. And you've got to thank one person for that. You know who? Piers Morgan. Yes. Oh. He was the one spitting it out on live TV. And honestly, I'm still convinced Greg's paid him a shed load of money to do that because it was the greatest single bit of promotional, like whatever you call it, for a product of all time. But big up the sausage Yeah, roll. if they didn't, the joke's on him. Exactly. So. What's, the, uh, what's the second option? I'm excited to hear that one. Um, so the second one, um, Jake's Vegan Steaks. So good. As soon as I moved to North London, it was the first thing Cal and I ordered. I think it was our first or second night in the flat. We barely even had cutlery, I think, um, and we ordered it here. I'd seen a lot about it from all the North London foodies on social media. Um, so when we got it, oh, it, honestly, their loaded chips with their cheese is phenomenal. And they've just launched kind of a cheese fondue situation going on as well that I've been seeing posted um, today. I wish I could leave my house. I love Jake's. I've, I've had at um, Vegan Nights a couple of times. Do you remember Vegan Nights? Did you ever go to one of those? Yes, I never went. I wasn't oh. in London by the time, so... What a, what a throwback. That's the one thing I'm looking forward to. Once, um, you know, happily and healthily we get through this latest lockdown, Vegan Nights. We were actually talking about it the other day saying it's been so long that anyone's kind of seen anyone that maybe there'll just be loads of like beef between all like the Instagrammers who have had arguments over the last sort of year or so. What about what about you? So let's say let's do your kind of mainstream favourite and then let's do like a, a more niche one like myself as well. So mainstream one and I haven't had it yet since it's come back but I've got to get myself to a KFC because that KFC vegan burger for me is like elite levels. It is so good and the first time I got it, it was a little bit pricey. I don't know if they dropped the price. It was about £4 or so, um, which for me was a bit on the steep side. But it just ticked every single box of what I was looking for. It had so much mayo in it and obviously it was vegan mayo as well. And it was just basically, it was like a McChicken sandwich from McDonald's. And I know that's a weird thing to say about a KFC burger, but that's what it was. And it was just amazing. And I remember going um, and trying it for the first time and literally... Me and my girlfriend, Tammy, were like, we'll just share one. We cut it in half. We had a bite each. I put it back in the piece of paper and I went straight back in and got another one. I was like, no, I've got to have more of this. Um, yeah, you can't share one of those. Come on, they're too good to share. They were, but I, we weren't sure how good it was going to be. And, you know, for £4, you know, it's not it's not cheap. For KFC, it's not cheap. So if we didn't like it, I didn't want to waste it. But yeah, it was straight back in to get it i don't really know about a more kind of niche one i would say in terms of the last year or so one of the nicest things i've had in terms of fast food was actually one planet pizza um they bought out this cheeseburger like hybrid pizza with uh mushies you know mushies yeah i got sent the pizza it was so good i remember going on instagram after i ate it and i made a story and if i go back and watch it now i was definitely pissed out of my head because it was peak 
peak summer. I had a few drinks <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to have this pizza. It was amazing. And I've had a few of their other pizzas since the Christmas one being really great. Um, and for me, anything that you can keep in the freezer and just throw in the oven and just be like, yeah, for me, it, it is great. It's specifically that cheeseburger one, which I know was a limited edition. I think off the top of my head, it was limited edition. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of pizza just in general and uh, I think cheese is getting better vegan cheese getting a little bit better yeah vegan cheese is definitely getting better I did a post on it um recently a kind of guide to vegan cheese but yeah it's getting better supermarket um bought cheese mm, still not great but if you're gonna order it and you get your nice ones Lafamondry so good maybe maybe I'll manage to persuade you to do an episode on vegan cheese because I could speak for hours on it yeah I'm up for it I'm up for I'm up for an episode on cheese but yeah what is it that you know if you're going to get a takeaway on a Saturday night I don't want to call it the fake option are you going to go for like the the meaty Papa John's pizza with all like the sausage and the beef and the whatever or are you going to get something a little bit more authentic which can be made vegan what is your what's your go-to I think for a takeaway I'm very much get the fake get the alternatives in because I I think at home I make a lot of the more authentic just the vegetables and things like that so when I'm ordering I kind of I want I want that like meaty well fake meaty vibe so I was a big fan of all the Papa John's kind of fake meat on their pizzas and then obviously Domino's released their vegan pizzas but they didn't have any meat on them they do now um, yeah they do now and we were all throwing a lot of shade at Domino's all us vegans saying come on step up your game Papa John's have got it why don't you actually if we're gonna throw sh- if we're gonna throw shade at any pizza company you know who I'm I'm gonna say don't you because i went ham like vegan ham in on these people <laughs> pizza hut i don't want to swear too much but they went and made a collaboration with beyond meat the vegan meat company and they put it on a pizza with a cheese base they don't have a vegan cheese option with the yes, beyond meat yes Absurd. i remember that Absurd. yeah i'm still fuming i do remember that yeah th- that is weird yeah but pizza hut does have some good vegan options as well to be fair i I'm, i've never been a fan of pizza hut for some reason i've just never really rated it same as nando's never been a fan of nando's so didn't really jump on the hype of um the imitator thing I, I, either. I'm, I'm, I'm off everyone loves nando's you can't be a quintessential British 20-something without liking Nando's. It's part of our culture. No, I've I've just never... I've always said Nando's is overrated. Cal managed to drag me there. I'd literally been like once before going out with him and then he really liked Nando's. He managed to drag me there once and hoping that he'd change my mind, but I was still very like, mm, nah, not that bothered. So, I mean, if people want to go, then I'm glad there's a vegan option that I will have if I'm going with friends when things open up, if they ever do. But yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna jump on that sadly i'd love to go to like a like franco manca for example which is a pizza chain oh, which, i love it though yeah they make um you know really authentic like neapolitan style with like the big chewy bases and um, sourdough bases. yeah oh, sourdough so and i'd literally just i would have it without they do do a vegan cheese alternative now i believe but um before i just literally just get the tomato sauce because it was just it's just that good um but you can't get that unfortunately all over the place but and what would be your um takeaway of choice would it be alternatives with all the meat and stuff or would it be a more natural i i i think we like to go for the natural in, in my house um a chinese order will always be sweet and sour tofu tofu and black bean sauce and just sort of like rice noodles and like just rice and just a few other little bits like the seaweed um i love a chinese i think chinese is the one that is my real guilty pleasure unfortunately we we moved house about six months ago and 
we've yet to really find the Chinese. Oh no, yeah, Cal and I have recently found you the found Chinese. It. We had it on New Year's Eve. So gutted actually, New Year's Eve. We left it so last minute. Okay, it was about 5 p.m. on New Year's Eve and we were like, right, we're off to Tesco. Other supermarkets are available, but we were off to Tesco. We got in the queue. I stayed outside with the dog. Cal went in with this big, extensive list of all the fun Tesco party food that I wanted and get a call and there is nothing left, okay? I was so excited about all the expect? Wicked Kitchen stuff and yeah, we left it too last minute. So we ended up ordering from the Chinese um, and it is our favorite one now. And what I always get is the tofu duck. So it's called tofu skins. And I didn't really know tofu had skins, but I guess the more they cook, they then slice no, it's it off. A, it's no, usually it's like very Asian, greasy. Yeah, it's like an Asian way of cooking tofu. The Asian tofu is so much better because it's not those like white blocks that you get in the supermarket. It's more like a, it's like bean curd. Um, you you get it in sushi restaurants. They call it um, like inari, I believe the the correct term is. It just makes such a difference when you get it from a place like that. It's just it's delicious. And that big up Wagamama on their new vegan menu as well, because I got to say. Their stuff that they've bought out. I don't know if you've tried it yet because it has only been out a couple of days at the time of recording. Um, but they've got some amazing tofu and some amazing dishes there. So if you live near a Wagamama's, which I'm sure you do, because I know where you live in, there's got to be a Wagamama's near you like within 10 minutes because you live 10 minutes from literally everything. I live 10 minutes from nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely check that one out. But yeah, I respect I respect the hustle on the, uh, on the Chinese. The Chinese cuisine is... Uh, is getting there. I think they've actually got a lot of vegan options naturally anyway. And obviously the king of fast food is the burger. I was never really a huge burger fan pre-vegan. It was more, well, it was more chicken burger. However, since being vegan, I love the kind of fake beef burgers a lot. Yeah, they're just getting to that point where you can't tell the difference, in my opinion. And I've fed, I had a barbecue in the summer when we were allowed people around I literally bought Beyond Meat burgers for everyone and not one other person who came around was a was a vegan and they all loved them because they taste like meat. They just taste like a nice, decent beef burger. What more do you want? Yeah, they really do. And I love the Honest Burgers as well. They are absolutely amazing. And also putting this isn't bacon on your vegan burgers is the best thing. I always got to have that on. I've got to have gherkins in it. I'm a huge gherkin fan. Are you a gherkin fan? I love them. I, I drink the juice. I hate you. <laughs> Honestly, if you're hungover, here's a great little tip. If you are hungover, you've got to really have a strong stomach for this. I love it. If you love gherkins and pickles, whatever, you go down and you have a glug from the jar of the pickle juice. It helps with your hangover. Seriously? Your face looks really confused. I'm not joking. Like, <laughs> people have seen me, I've sent them videos of me drinking the pickle juice. There's a shot that you can do. It's called a pickle back, which is a shot of whiskey and a shot of pickle juice. And it is so nice. And I'll tell you why. I know we've got really straight off the point here. But you know that feeling if you do a shot of anything? And uh, disclaimer, we are both 18 plus, so we are very much able to drink. If you are under the age of 18, <laughs> please do not try this at home. Thank you very much. <laughs> That feeling you have of like the burn when you have like a shot, like any anything. Honestly, imagine doing a shot, feeling that burn, then doing the pickle and having like, you know, there's adverts for Gaviscon when like the, the, the liquid like stops someone's heartburn. That's just what it feels like. It just cools it all down and it means you can drink so much more, which is really worrying. But yeah, big fan <laughs> of pickles, big fan of picklebacks and I'm a big fan of burgers. The point of all of this is look we're two people that you know we 
we like to take care of ourselves. You know, I don't necessarily exercise all the time, but you know, I'm image conscious and I'm aware of all of these things. And I'd like to, be, I like to be healthy. Like I like to eat healthy food. It makes me feel good if I have a salad or a smoothie or anything. But there's so many amazing things that you can try, which are quote unquote bad for you. And the whole crux is just don't feel guilty ordering it. It's the same as, as any person ordering a takeaway. You all have that, oh, should I, shouldn't I? But, you know, you only live once. Just enjoy it. Try different things. Um, my top tip, don't eat it all the time uh, because I think that's pretty straightforward. But go out and enjoy yourself and try try all these amazing things which are, you know, all of a sudden, four or five years after veganism has become really sort of popular, just the most accessible things ever. There's no excuses anymore. Obviously, if you live in like, an island where you've got like one shop or something it's going to be a little bit more difficult but yeah my top tip definitely check them out give them a try and uh, don't feel guilty about it i think my top tip would probably be in terms of kind of ordering fast food from chains that aren't completely vegan um just double check that they are vegan first so for example like a lot of fast food chains may kind of fry it on this in in the same like oil or on the same griddle or use the same like kitchen tools or obviously some vegans are happy to eat things that have been cooked on the same um like oven or hob or things like that whereas some vegans are not so comfortable doing so so my advice would definitely be just to do your research um and if you're super worried contact the company directly they're usually really good with responding to emails on kind of dietary requirements allergies or anything like that um, so yeah, my top advice would definitely be to email the company or look on their website first before eating anything from a fast food chain. Um, I know someone recently, there was a bit of confusion for them because they went to Subway and they ordered the tiger bread roll or the tiger bread cake for anyone who <laughs> um, wants to be particular. Um, and they got told that it wasn't vegan when they were ordering it. And they were really confused because they'd said they'd seen a lot of people posting that it was vegan online. And um, it also has PB next to it, which means plant-based online and on any of their signage in store. Um, but the staff told them that it was definitely not vegan. Um, so they were like, okay, fine, I'm not going to get it. But then they emailed the company later on and they were told it definitely is vegan. So there is always kind of a bit of confusion. So I definitely would just say when you're concerned, don't even turn to the influencers or the people working at the store. Just go directly to the official company email and that's when you'll find out. Our guest this week is the co-founder of one of the most popular and up-and-coming plant-based pizza companies here in the UK, One Planet Pizza. Back in 2016, a father and son duo, Mike and Joe, set out on a mission from their garage to create brilliant pizzas that were not only tasty, but also good for the planet too. Now, just over four years on, they're making over 500 plant-based pizzas every day. From a new unit in Norwich, they continue to withhold brilliant environmental values, such as locally sourced ingredients, 100% recyclable packaging, and absolutely zero palm oil that must feel nice to listen to that joe all that amazing <laughs> positive news 
makes all those hard years of work feel like they've paid off a little bit. It's nice. It's sort of like you step away from yourself and you can hear that and think, yeah, it's uh, it's all starting to be worth it. Yeah, it, it still feels very weird. I never thought I'd be a, you know, a co-founder of a, a food manufacturing business in my life, but that's probably what most of them say. <laughs> yeah, it's hardly uh, something that you hear about uh, kids in school saying that's really what I want to be. Uh, no, a food, no, it's food not. Manufacturer. Well, to start all of our guest interviews, we ask the same question to each and every one of them, and obviously you are no different. So we want to know from you, what is your death row meal? Oh, I like how we're starting with this. That's good. So I had a good think about this last night when I was in bed relaxing. The starter for me has always been the same. It's uh, it's a decent cheer batter like a proper bakery loaf of bread or those ciabatta rolls you get, like a proper nice bread, um, some decent balsamic vinegar, bit of proper olive oil, and then some, uh, and then some good quality hummus. Not expensive by any, by any means, but uh, that, for me, that's always been just a, a classic vegan style. Well, I, I, I need to check something, hang on, because uh, the, the Middle Eastern side of me is screaming the, the prospect of you putting the balsamic on the bread and then into the hummus or you eating them separately? You know, you get those proper pot, like the china pots, and they have the oil and the balsamic, and they separate, and you have yeah. them in two layers. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking, mate. Don't worry. I love that. As long as you're not then doing that, <laughs> then putting it into the hummus, me and you will still no, be friends. No, that's sacrilege. That's my starter. Nice and simple. Everyone seems to love that as well. Um, nothing too fancy. For, for a main, I'm going to be biased here and, and shamelessly plug OPP. But uh, it's, it's got to be our new cheeseburger pizza. Honestly, it's, I've fallen in love with it. But if I could be fussy, if they'll allow, as it's my last meal, I'd make the dough myself from scratch and uh, put on the sauce and toppings myself as it's my final one, put it in the oven and bring that out when it's ready. And then I think all I would do is put on a little bit, ground on a bit of uh, black pepper, maybe a tiny bit of olive oil. And, uh, and then if I can, I'll have a side of garlic veginase from Follow Your Heart. Yeah, that sounds so good. I'm actually Proper starving now. <laughs> yeah, Ben and I were actually just speaking about the cheeseburger pizzas and they are absolutely delicious. So I'm sure we will get into that later. But I Amazing. 100% back you in plugging that as your main meal because it is delicious. Def row approved. Uh, and then dessert for me was quite simple. Again, I, I'd go for... Um, I like the hot and cold on the same dessert meal. I don't know about you guys. I think that always works really well. It's, it's a bit more exciting. So I'd have something like a hot um, hot fudge brownie or something like a, a peanut butter brownie, uh, proper like homemade one. And then for me, the the side on that would be Booja Booja. Um, they do. They only do four or five flavors ice cream. Really, it's really high quality premium stuff. They've be, they're actually based ten minutes away from us. Um, so it'd be a little nod to my home turf as well. Um, I'd go for their chocolate salted caramel ice cream on a hot brownie, so it starts melting on top. I, I've I've had their ice cream. It is it is next level? It is absolutely next level. I mean, I do wish it was a wee bit cheaper and a little bit more accessible. There is a shop on my local high street that sells it, and it's seven pound fifty for a tub, which is just wow. Yeah, it it is an independent shop, so you've got a back independent with Izzy the vegan always um, but still <laughs> yeah. it is far far too expensive for an ice cream that I'm literally going to sit there and eat in one go and, and hate myself for doing so afterwards god yeah that's a yeah that's a expensive it should be about five pounds shouldn't it really standard price but uh, I've never I've never tried a better ice cream 
than their chocolate salt caramel. That needs to go on my list of things to try then. I've tried their chocolate and I absolutely love their chocolate. So ice cream is on my next treat myself weekend. I'll get saving up. (laughs) So that sounds great. I absolutely love that meal. Just getting on to more speaking about you and One Planet Pizza. I'd love to understand kind of the birth of One Planet Pizza. So obviously you said you never saw yourself kind of being a co-founder of this this pizza company. Um, So where did it all start? Well, the the background goes back to the 80s, I guess, which is unusual for what seems like quite a new company. Um, so Mike, my dad, you guys have either seen him or, or heard of him or maybe met him in the past. So, so we started it together. But the story goes back to when I was a kid and, and actually just before uh, I was around. Mike in the 80s went vegan before anyone else was vegan. It was almost unheard of. He was really... Uh, really out there on his own it was really far left um you you know just a very much a niche group of people that went vegan uh and he did it for for health reasons mainly back then um because he was really into his running and his sports in general studying at uni at the time and so when he he eventually had three kids um he was still vegan and it was always there as a background influence and it's interestingly my mum comes from uh, the opposite so her parents uh, live in norfolk they're out in a farm and they're pig farmers by trade. So we've got on the one hand, we've got this, I've got grandparents who we, we still see and, and know quite well and, and spend quite a lot of time with. And they're pig farmers and and I think they're fourth generation and, and my um, nephew's now going to take over that pig farm. And then on the other hand, you've got Mike and his brother who, who are, who's my uncle, he's vegan as well. So we had a really interesting upbringing where we had three different meals at the table. We had, you know, the meats for my older sister, and then I, I went veggie at 10, partly because of my dad being vegan, but also because of this exposure to a pig farm and, and ha- having Mike's sort of uh, support there. Me and my sister knew that we didn't want to be part of anything to do with animal agriculture and, and that industry. So we were vegetarian from quite a young age and, uh, and then Mike was vegan. So it was, it was really interesting growing up with those different diets. Uh, and then fast forward to 2014, 2015, veganism just exploded. You guys know as as well as anyone that, um, especially in the UK and America, you know, something really special happened back then. And it just three or four different things, you know, came together at the same around the same time. We had the birth of Veganuary shortly after. And yeah, it's the sum of those things just meant that there was this incredible mainstream boom for plant based food. Uh, where it wasn't just for a small niche select group of people. It was now appealing to flexitarians, reducers, um, you know, the old school vegans, the new young teenagers who are watching these documentaries and and saying they don't want to do it because of the environment. So we were then, uh, Mike was still vegan, I was vegetarian. I turned vegan a couple of years before we started the company. Um, But we both, uh, we were very passionate about food because of our diets and because we were both really into uh, exercise and sports. And every Saturday as a kid, we would always have pizza nights, but Mike would always hold back on the cheese. And and then as me and my sister became vegan, cheese was a big problem. And and so pizza was always sort of intertwined with, with our childhood and a big part of, uh, of us growing up. It sort of brought the whole family together. And, and then it seemed just by, uh, I don't know, by sheer coincidence that there were all these incredible vegan products coming out and these new brands, but no one was touching... Uh, you know, quality, handmade, premium vegan pizza. It was really strange. You you couldn't find it in the supermarkets or even in the health stores. Um, 
and and that for us was the light bulb moment where we we just got together and had a chat and we started thinking about pizza and how there just wasn't a decent company out there and and perhaps we were in the right position to give it a good shot and see where it goes uh, and that was back in 2014 and, and then we started just making them in his kitchen and playing around with it and and I guess that's where where it was born is just you know we had a dough mixer in his garage and we were making them late at night after work and we, the more we started doing it, the more we realised we were onto something that could be quite uh, quite exciting and special. How how far removed are the One Planet pizzas we get today from the Hill family Saturday night pizzas of, of, of years gone by? They're not actually that different, which we think is a good thing. I mean, the, we've got a family recipe tomato sauce, which me and Mike uh, came up with. Uh, we added in the chia seeds to uh, to make sure they were as healthy as they could and and the chia seeds for us were a special way of of actually thickening up the sauce that that's actually what my next question was going to be because i mean this episode we're talking all about junk food and how it's okay to to delve into that world of you know eating rubbish every once in a while the same as any normal diet you know well not i would say veganism is not normal but any culturally acceptable diets um other than veganism it's okay to eat fast food i looked at the ingredients and there doesn't look like there's anything on there that screams unhealthy one of the things we're trying to achieve with this brand is to is to kind of reinvent a really traditional probably the leading traditional uh, ready meal it's always been pizza it's been number one for years across the whole world um you know more people are buying pizzas across the planet than any other ready meal and and it's always traditionally been very heavy on dairy and meat you know, I think pepperoni is still the number one topping and it doesn't get much unhealthier than that. And so and so naturally pizzas um, frozen and chilled have always been incredibly high in fat, sugar and salt. Um, for that reason, loads of additives, uh, loads of unnatural thickeners and things like that. But, you know, if you grab a, a Goodfellas uh, takeaway pizza, I think they're about 12 inch. They're, they're pretty big and, and not too thin. I looked at the calories when we when we did our calories and, and compared them to the other leading frozen brands that chicago pizza is a good example and it's about i think it's just over 2000 calories per pizza so wow. I, you know I, I think that's wow. more than the average amount you're meant to have women are at 1750 and men are meant to have 2000 a day I, I could be wrong but it's shocking in the fact you get like 80 percent of your saturated fat on the on the average frozen pizza that's got dairy and meat on it and so we just wanted to we wanted to take it back to the basic ingredients and say, where did it all go wrong? You know, pizza doesn't have to be that incredibly unhealthy. You can enjoy a whole pizza without going over your saturated fat content for the day and your allowance of calories and salt and sugar. So I guess we just stripped it right back, made our own recipes, used as few ingredients as we could. And where we did need to thicken it, for example, with our family recipe tomato sauce, we thought, well, let's use something that, uh, that, that's as natural as possible. And that's what led us to chia seeds, uh, rather than going down the artificial uh, route, which is the easiest and cheapest option. So, uh, so for us, it was very much a, a big mission to reinvent that classic junk food, which is pizza. It can be delicious and it can be a lot healthier. That, yeah, that's really interesting because with pizza especially like shop-bought or ones you can order, they are usually super unhealthy. So it's nice that you're kind of turning a fast food into something that's not uber unhealthy. Like you don't, I'm all about not feeling guilty after eating things or not feeling like you need to earn 
fast food anyway and that's something that Ben and I um, have just discussed before speaking to you so it's really nice to know that I can eat a whole pizza and not feel awful after it. Yeah, we, it's interesting. We do get that comment a lot that people can have a whole one and, and not feel terrible. And uh, we get loads of people saying, I used to eat, um, you know, this pizza or that from the supermarkets, you know, the normal big brands that everyone knows about. And they'd feel really heavy afterwards and, uh, you know, get like a foggy mind and, and just feel really guilty about it because they've seen how many calories and how much fat's in it. Uh, and I guess we wanted to, to kind of prove to them that you can still have a whole pizza. They're not all that bad. You know, there's a big difference between one of ours and and a Chicago town or a Goodfellas. It's like that old little uh, sketch from Little Britain. It's half the calories, so you can eat twice as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What are the aims for the company, I guess, moving forward? Um, I know you've done a bit of kind of, not rebranding, but your social media has changed a little bit over the last couple of weeks. And there's a few things that obviously you are thinking about doing. So it'd be great to hear from you about what the actual aims are moving forward over the next couple of years. Yeah, this is a really ex- exciting turning point uh, for us this year. So we've been trading for some time now. We've we've been growing since we started. Um, we've just hired a couple of new uh, people to join the team to help us continue to grow quickly. Uh, we've just secured, um, just before January kicked in, we secured our, our latest investment round and tied that all up. So we've got some really exciting investors on board alongside um, Matthew from Veganuary, who's, who's heading up uh, VegCap, which is, uh, which is the plant-based in- investment um, brand that he's leading. Um, so we've got those guys on board as, as well as a few new major investors. Um, and the plan for the next two or three years is to um, is to triple our output is probably the easiest way of explaining it. So we're making roughly two to two and a half thousand pizzas a week at the moment, and we want to triple that um, within two years. And if we can do it sooner, that's better, obviously. Um, and and we need to get a major supermarket listing. It's been a, we've probably reached the end point now um, in terms of the independence across the country. So we're in. We're in about 500, 550 of those, and pretty much all of the ones that have freezers, we're in. So uh, now is the time to to uh, to aim bigger and to grow faster. So we're we're um, semi-automating our production line. So um, this investment was to expand our kitchen, put in a conveyor belt, get some decent machinery, um, so that we can increase the output by by two or three times. And that will allow us to take on um, what we're hoping for is a, a Sainsbury's or a Waitrose. We've also got plans to um, to start um, getting some decent distributors out in Europe. So we're looking at Germany as the next best step for us. It seems like the best market to, to aim at. We're, we're already in Holland and that's going really well through one of their top three supermarkets, um, Jumbo stores. And and so it's made us realise how big Europe is and we're only scratching the surface. Um, so that's really exciting. So we've got the UK, hopefully with a supermarket listing. We've got Europe starting with Germany, but seeing where it goes this year. And then the third one is that we want to keep working on OPP Direct on the website. It's grown a lot since January and it's partly because of COVID and everyone being stuck at home wanting to order pizzas. Um, but also it just seems like where things were heading anyway with online deliveries and it's just the future. So that's been really exciting and a real steep learning curve for us. But we're, we're currently um, going through this major rebrand where we've got a new website which is going to be launched in the next three to six months um, to match up with the new branding. And we're going to put some money behind some decent digital marketing um, 
and start offering some really exciting new products through the website. That sounds so exciting. When you say new products, I really wanted to ask you about that. Do you have um, lots of new kind of flavors in the pipeline for your pizzas? Well, the, the cheeseburger was the big success story of last year. Um, the, and that was a collaboration with Meatless Farm. Uh, and, and so part of this, I sort of teased the rebrand, which we announced. And, and you mentioned, Ben, you kind of saw on social media, something has changed. So, so Charlotte heads up our marketing. And a lot of the work leading up to this month in particular has been around this rebrand. So we've got these really cool new boxes coming out soon, which, which I've been working on, really excited about. Um, and a part of this rebrand is to announce this partnership with Applewood, the, the vegan cheese guys. So we've so, so as of this month, we've swapped all of our pizzas over to Applewood from V-Bytes and, and they're going to be working alongside us. It's going to be a sort of collaboration with those guys. So we focused on the cheeseburger last year. We've just dropped our or about to drop our Sackler collaboration with the guys. So this is the Italian family business who do the pesto. Uh, they've now launched a big vegan range. You can get like a, a blue cheese. They've done... Um, two or three other new products as well. One of them's a new pesto. This uh, Sackler collaboration is called the New Leaf Pizza. And, uh, and we're launching, we've now launched it on our website. So you can get it exclusively on our website uh, alongside the other website flavors. And, uh, and we're really happy with it. It's, it's only gonna be available for January. Uh, and the idea behind it was we wanted to turn over a new leaf, hence the name. Uh, and it's got it's got some different veg on there, so it's nice and green. So you've got, uh, you've got a, new, uh, a new sourdough base that we've been working on. Uh, and then we've, instead of the classic tomato sauce, we top it with the Sackler Green vegan pesto. Uh, and then it's spinach, asparagus stems, the new applewood cheese. We've got some tofurkey chicken shreds on there. And then we glaze it with a organic balsamic on top. Wow, Joe, that literally <laughs> sounds incredible. I wanted to ask you, and this is maybe a bit of a cheeky question because I don't know how much you want to answer it, but I'm going to ask anyway, if there's one brand definitely a vegan brand of like a meat or something that you want to work with like who is your dream like what is the ultimate goal like i know you talked about getting into supermarkets and you know actually elevating the brand to a, a more accessible level but if there's one brand one company that you could work with and you think right yeah we've made it we've done that who is it and why oh that is a great question actually i mean it partly ties in with that um the work i just mentioned wanting to team up with these bigger more established mainstream brands like Sackler. Um, we have been talking to Heinz because we want to do some sort of bean, you know, Heinz beans pizza. Um, and for us, it's just about, you know, what's the, how, how's the, what's the highest we can aim for, if you like, in terms of the brands we can work with, just so that we can, we can get that under the belt. Um, Sackler was massive, so we're really happy that they've done that for January, but it's only a short-term collab. It's not like an ongoing partnership. Um, like we have with Applewood now or, or Meatless Farm for the cheeseburger. I think one of them that suits us in terms of our tone of voice and our appeal and, and how we position ourselves, uh, probably this. Um, I mean, they only do, they've got big plans. They, they just secured some investment as well. And I know they've got some big plans for new products. But, you know, I'd love to do a bacon pizza with those guys. I think that would be awesome. I'd love to work with Vivera as well, the European brand. Um, we haven't done anything like a kebab pizza because they do really nice um, sort of kebab strips, don't they? I'd, lo I'd love to get that on a pizza as well. It's just having the time and resources to do it. But we, we want to this year, we want to launch because um, it's so much easier to, when you're online and you're selling direct to consumers 
to do collaboration pizzas just for a month is so easy compared to doing it traditionally through retail wholesale. It takes months and months to get a listing. For us, going online has a huge advantage for, for being a test bed for our new flavours. We can see how people react to them. We can tweak them, uh, respond to customers' feedback. And then if it goes well and we, we think there's a bigger appeal, we can launch them like the cheeseburger into the stores. So with the cheeseburger, is, is a cheeseburger your favourite fast food? Is that why you went for that on the pizza as your first option? Or do you have another favourite fast food that you'd go for? The cheeseburger came about through a discussion with Meatless Farm. Um, they've got a full-time... I think her title is a food innovation expert and she's brilliant at identifying and predicting future food trends, which was which was a really exciting conversation if you're in that area. And and so we both just looked, we went through these trends together um, because they wanted to get their products on a pizza and we wanted to work with Meatless Farm because they're they're a fantastic brand with a with a much wider appeal than us. Um, and then we just we, we looked at all the trends and the one that hit all of them was was a cheeseburger pizza because it's a mashup, which was a massive trend of putting two traditional meals together in one. It was also I think we had the the gherkins on there, which was a, a smaller trend. Uh, we had the burger sauce, which is like an indulgent add to a traditional meal. So there were loads of things. We had the smokiness coming through from the Applewoods um, and the meaty, salty umami from their burgers. So. So that conversation led to the launch of the cheeseburger, um, but it wasn't because it was one of my favourite junk foods. I do, I do have a real soft spot for sweet potato fries with some uh, garlic mayo. That's another one that I always, I always lean on those. Yep, that is my ultimate. I'm not sure about sweet potato fries on a pizza though, but if anyone's going to do it, it will be you. So we'll watch this space. Yeah, so I just think from you, obviously, you know, we're talking about... I guess the guilt-free feeling of, you know, being vegan and, and eating junk food. What is your thoughts on that? Like, do you think as a vegan, it's okay to not be like, oh, super healthy all the time? And, and also what, what other junk foods, apart from your pizza, like what is it that you've got a soft, soft spot for that you would recommend? We've always been very aware of the stigma around being plant-based and vegan. I, I still get these, you, I don't know, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts as well, guys, but when you have relatives or friends of friends and they first find out you're vegan, one of the, you know, one of the first handful of things they'll ask about is how healthy you are. And, and uh, yeah, there is still this um, misconception and myth around the fact that if you're vegan, you have to be healthy. You have to, you have to be uh, in really good shape. You can't, you can't have junk food. You can't drink too much booze things like that it's really interesting um where in fact there's there has to they, they can be mutually exclusive obviously um but i think people just see it as very black and white you know if you're vegan you have to really care about yourself and your body and yeah it, it's it puts a lot of pressure on people and that's one of the reasons we've started focusing more on using the words plant-based because i think um changing the language you use can really help take the pressure off people that's really interesting you know, there's so many more reasons why you would not eat meat and dairy and animal products other than your health. And I'm always saying, I'm always saying that to people, you know, I'm not necessarily doing this because I want to be healthier. And for me, it's probably, you know, there's that sort of tri, trifecta of reasons, aren't there? And, and for me, it, if I had to put them in order, it'd be, it'd probably be, it'd probably be animal welfare first. You know, I, I do this mostly for the animals because I've always had a bit of a soft spot for them. Uh, and I don't want to cause them harm. And I, 
you know, brought up around that pig farm, sort of scarred me for life. That's number one. And, and then two is probably sustainability, the environment, which we've all become more aware of um, in the last couple of years. And then third, it's health. So, you know, it's, it's lower down in the rankings for me. Um, and I guess, for, I guess when I talk to people, it's about making them aware that it's not the only reason people would, would stop eating meat. Um, and it can be a combination of those things. Usually it is. It's, it's not just one or the other. And there shouldn't be any pressure to do it for one reason or not. If people want to, if people want to get your pizzas, where can they find you and where can they get more information about One Planet Pizza? So at the moment, we're pushing people to our website, um, oneplanetpizza.com. You can buy four or five packs. Uh, they're no more expensive than they would be in stores, but there's less packaging. You get them delivered frozen in sustainable, fully recyclable boxes to your front door. Um, we've got some website exclusives like the Sackler Pizza in January that I mentioned, um, but we'll be doing um, website exclusives throughout the year and eventually be adding some very exciting MPD um, and new products in there as well. Uh, other than that, you're, you can get our full range on Ocado. We're hoping to launch the cheeseburger any day now on there as well as our full range. Uh, we're on the Vegan Kind supermarkets. They were one of the first stockists of the cheeseburger alongside the full range. Um, we've also on our website got a stockist locator map um, which covers the whole of the UK. So if you want to support your independence, which we always encourage, uh, you can go on the Stockist map, zoom into where you live, and hopefully there's a nice OPP logo uh, somewhere nearby to grab a pizza from one of your local stores. And uh, we're also in a couple of other re smaller retailers, which are listed on our website, and hopefully a, a bigger one later this year. Amazing. So there are so many places for everyone to buy your pizzas. I'm sure everyone's going to be rushing to get them after finishing off this episode. It has been so lovely chatting to you. I'm sure Ben feels exactly the same way. It's been super interesting. I feel like I've learned a lot. Um, and thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening this week. It was great chatting to Joe about the world of vegan pizza and his journey to creating One Planet Pizza. Yes, I have absolutely loved all the pizza chat and also just the chat around how there are so many amazing vegan fast food options out there now. But it's also really important to remember that being vegan isn't just one massive health kick or a diet to lose weight. It's okay to have those tasty fast food meals once in a while. This show was produced and edited by Callum Goddard Mocklow for Apricot Audio and we'll be back next Next week with another episode for you but in the meantime please remember to rate review and subscribe to the podcast available on all podcast platforms such as apple spotify and acast and if you want to keep up to date with all the latest happenings then remember to follow us both on instagram at izzy the vegan and at ben's vegan kitchen we'll see you next week see you later